Okay, good morning. Today is Shavuot Tov. Today's daf is daf Lamed Gimel. Um, we're going to start with a new parak at the bottom of Lamed Beis Mordei, thirty two B. Okay, so now back to the Dorim. Took uh, one daf break by Gadata and Mila. Back to the Dorim. There's no difference between someone who takes a, a neder against getting benefit from his friend to someone who takes a benefit from food of his friend. Ella drisas haregel, except well, Ella except for the following items: drisas haregel, walking through his property, and utensils not used for food. Hamuda, um, so that's the first, um, that's the first point. So let's just analyze this quickly. Jesus are ever walking through. So Machlokes Aposkim, whether, is it only if you like actually gain from walking through? Let's say it's a shortcut. Or is it just walking through his property? Is me just walking through your property? I could. I could walk through your property. I could walk through the neighbor's property. I'll get to the same place. But is it considered getting a hand? Considered, is that considered getting Hano? That's the Mahlok is possible. Definitely, if it's a shortcut, that's getting Hano, at least according to this opinion. But what if it's not a shortcut, it's just an option? So that's the one question. And then just Kalim Shain, that would on the surface exclude again knives and foods, food, uh, spoons and pots and those sort of things. Amudaran if someone borrows, uh, sorry, if someone takes a netter against the food of their friend, he's not allowed to borrow his sieve, his strainer, rechaim v'tanur, his millstone, and his oven. He can lend him, or he can, um, he can, he can borrow um, a shirt, a ring. A jacket and earrings, things like that. So again, it's specific to food. What's the, this clause seems very self-apparent from the previous one. So the Ran points out that the the added chidush is when we say he takes benefit uh, a netter against the food of his friend Mahal, You might have thought that's limited to food and what's direct in preparing the final product of the food, the pot, the thing. But all these other things are like what the what the runner first says, Goyim to Goyim. They're causes of causes, you know. The uh, the the sieve, you sift the flour, then you still have to knead and make it into dough and put it in a tray and bake it, put it in the oven and bake it. So there's a lot of steps before you actually get to the food, the edible food product. So you might have thought that's okay. So therefore this. Uh, um, this line comes to teach no. If you take a netter against his food, you're not even allowed to get benefit from things early on in the okay, processing uh, processing part of the procedure. And in this last line, we'll see in the Gemara what's it coming to add. But you can um, lend him. Just trying to work it. Um, Mashal here is borrow, can borrow these items from him. Now the Gemara asks, Mahantana, who's the author of our Mishnah? Ran points out that you're not even allowed to walk through someone's property. Again, even if, let's go according to his opinion, the Rach, that it's specifically a shortcut. Is that like really a Hanoi, walking through your property? 
So he says, yeah. So, so sorry, Even just something you would wave, something you don't care about, is also the mudar hano. The sort of thing that no one cares about. You're buying a whole uh, a whole uh, box of apples. I'll throw in another one. Rebeleza holds even those things vitu that you just wave are considered getting hano. Whereas obviously the Rabbonin who argue on that would hold that that is not considered hano. Um, now there are different ways of looking at it. Why is it not a hano? So the one way of looking at it, this seems to be the run, is that it's not a hano if he minds. If it's something that I care about, then, and, I, and you're not allowed to get benefit from me, those are the things you're not allowed to get. Something I don't care about is not considered getting a hano from me, benefiting from me. Another option is almost the flip side is, are you receiving real benefit? If it's the sort of thing that anyone just doesn't care about, you know, you, you go to the shop and you're buying a whole lot of apples and they just throw in another one, is, do you feel you've gained from me? So, that, I mean, that's the flip side of do I care? It's more from the other person's heart. And then, uh, but I was thinking maybe it could be as follows. Part of what's in your like, why, why should this make a difference? At the end of the day, you're getting an extra apple. That is a game. You're getting to walk through my property. That is a game. But I think maybe if we go back to, I mean, the whole thing behind a net and what falls under it is what's in a person's mind. So when I take a netter against you getting benefit from me, I guess according to either of those opinions, it would be what what I feel is considered a benefit. Now, I know just as I wouldn't uh, think twice about throwing an extra apple in the huge box of apples you're buying, that's clearly not something I have in mind when I say, you know, I'll get benefit from it. That I think that might be the logic behind uh, why they should should be left out. Okay, the next line in the mission was, Hamudar Macha Machavera Lo Yishaleno. Says, Vahol Min Macha Meder. Says, but he took him, oh, my oyster, I'm not sure good. He took the nether from food. How can you come to and say, I take a nether, you're not allowed to get any benefit from, or you're not allowed to get any food benefit from me. All of a sudden, you can't use my pots and my pants. But the nether was against food. You can't eat my food. That's about it. So, No, the benefit from your food is on me. The netter is that I'm not allowed to get benefit, and but adding in benefit, he doesn't just say I take a netter against your food, he takes a netter against the benefit of your food. Also, now that is including, that's more, what's it, expansive, and that would include anything that is used in the processing of food, and the preparing of the food. Um, the one author says, Ema, but wait, maybe he's saying, that I won't chew wheat, and place it on a wound. Either they used to uh, chew wheat or moisture and crush it and use it kind of like a bandage um, or a paste over a wound. Now again, so maybe that's what, when I say I won't get, I take a nether that I won't get benefit of your food. Okay, so if I would have said I won't get benefit from your food, that's only eating your food. Now that I say benefit from your food, I can't use your food for other uses as well. But still nothing about why would you think that it includes pots and knives and things? He says, oh my brother, it must be, our Mishnah must be, where the person took the nether, any benefit that comes to food is what I forbid upon myself. Now this is, uh, so this was include anything in the pre- preparation of food, even from the degree of just sifting, 
all the way to obviously the baking and then obviously the food would be included in that. Now the run... Uh, let's just read to the Mishnah we'll do the run. It says, Omar, Rav Papa, Sakla Hevi Peros, Vachamon Hevi Olov Peros, even these things used just to transport food. Um, a sack that you carry fruit in, or a donkey that's used in the transport, or even a basket, are considered things that the benefit of the food. It says, Boy, Rav Papa, ever Rav Papa asked. Um, so interesting, it hasn't, yeah, well, it says, Boy, Rav Papa, Rav Papa asked, says, Sus Lirchov Olov, Vatabas Liros Bamau. What's the halacha regarding a host to be, or a ring that you want to appear in? Uh, how I understand this case is, you know, that you want to, you want to rock up at the fancy restaurant dressed very fancy and with a very fancy car so that they give you a good seat and you get a better waiter. So it's going to increase the amount of food and the speed at which you get your food. Is that permitted? So I want to go to a fancy restaurant. Can I borrow my friends who have took a netter again? Fancy car, which will make me get better service. That's the case there. So that's the one question. It says, my. Again, took a netter against things that lead to food. Can I take a shortcut through your property so I can get to lunch quicker? Um, so he said, Well, the Mishnah said in the end, but you can borrow a shirt, a ring, a jacket and earrings. So he says, now, he says, what's the case? He says, if it's just, you know, I'm cold, I want to borrow your jacket, does it need to tell us this? The netter was against, the, that's what we were saying. The netter, the, 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 when we read the Mishnah, we said, the Mishnah comes and adds that if someone takes a netter against the food of their friend, which we're saying means benefit that leads to food. So, okay, you're not allowed to get benefit from their serve and their... Uh, strainer, etc., but you are allowed to get benefit from their shirt and jacket and jewelry. But that's so obvious. It doesn't need to tell me. I took an error against things that lead to food. So these don't say, so he says, it must be, what's the novelty of it? I feel a Leroy's for him. That it's to appear within them. Either the case we mentioned, you rock up at, you want to rock up at the restaurant in the fancy clothes so that they treat you better. It says, Uktani Mashilo, and it says you can borrow them. So it seems maybe that's a good deal, Kedar Mishnah. Why does it have to? Why does it have to mention that when you take a netter against anything that leads to food, you are allowed to borrow their jewelry? Must be because you use their jewelry to get you better food. It says law, no, not necessarily. There's no. It's it's not coming for any specific halacha. Maybe you aren't allowed to borrow something that will help you get better service when it comes to food. However, the Mishnah just wants to be congruent. Once it teaches things that you aren't allowed to borrow, just to stay uniform, it teaches things that you are allowed to borrow. So we have no proof from there. So just a few inches in what Firstly, what's the difference? We, we're pretty clear that you can't use a donkey to transport food, but, allocation, but you can or you might be allowed to take a shortcut through someone's property to get to food quicker. What's the difference? So the run points out the one is you're almost acting on the food. It's doing something to the food that's getting it for you quicker. Whereas the second part is you going closer to the food, which is less less on you. Again, it's a very subtle distinction. I think it needs a little more consideration. Where was it? Um, he says... Uh, 
he uses a language, he says, uh, it's about the sixth wide line, he says, what's the halacha to take a shortcut through his dad? Even though it's bringing the food, eating closer to him, um, sorry, Bringing the food closer to him is considered a hanor that leads to eating. Bringing himself closer to the food, like taking a shortcut through his land, so that you can get quicker and eat sooner. Love Hanomi Vele de Mahu, that's not considered a benefit that brings him to eating. The shiny Hosan Shoisamasa Bamahal Atmo, because in the first place he's doing an act in the food itself to get it sooner. And okay, and then he mentions so to the other cases of the 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 Hoss and the jewelry to appear so that they so that he appears like a significant uh person so that they serve him treat him better and get him better food. Kiai got no problem, Gromabama, who maybe in this case it's only con- it's considered indirect. It is more indirect, you doing an act yourself to get food quicker, like walk, walking faster, taking a shortcut, borrowing a fancy parcel that the restaurant gives you the best, uh, um, the best food and serves you quicker. That's, that's you doing an act, and so it's more indirect than actually bringing the food to you somewhere else. But that's, uh, that's the run's distinction, that's quite, it is quite a subtle distinction. Um, then also interestingly, um, the Ran brings. We, we discussed a few cases of what's the Mishnah mean. When the Mishnah says, "I take an error against eating your food," so Ran says, "Why should anything?" The Gemara says, "That can't include anything besides food." So we added and we said, "No, it's where he said the benefit of the food." So we said that's including even things that are used in the preparation of food. So that doesn't mean anything, that just means using actual food for other benefits, like we said, the wheat as a paste for an injury. Um, so we said, no, it must be where you specify. So randoms, they're not arguing or rejecting each other, they're just different types of Nadorim. He says it's a. Uh, okay, what is it? Yeah, it's the fur in Mara, I think it's the same layout. It's probably fairly similar, but it says it's the first wide, wide line. So he says, um, in the middle, it says, This is the bottom line, or the clear opening. It says, If someone takes a netter against food, he's only not allowed to eat. He's permitted with anything else. That's the first case. The second case is, says, The benefit of your food is forbidden to me. He's not allowed to chew wheat. He's not allowed to eat it. He's not allowed to choose wheat and put it on an injury. But he would be allowed to borrow a silver strainer. And then the third case is Omar says any benefit that leads to me eating. Sorry, he would not be allowed to eat. He would not be allowed to borrow utensils used in preparation of food. However, you could chew wheat and put it on a wound. And so that's, I mean, why is that? Because the netter was 
benefit that leads to eating. So if you're using even actual food, but not for eating, then you could. There's a very interesting um, discussion, it's actually in Sochim, about when you, if something, I mean there it's in light of, it's brought up because of comets, but if something's Surah Hanah, and it's normally used, so we know that's only if you use it in the normal way, that's when it would be forbidden. But what happens if you, so if you take food and use it for something else, is that even considered a benefit? So that's, uh, I mean, that's a very detailed discussion, um, but uh, it touches, the sukya might touch on, would, would touch on that. Um, one final point, uh, just the Rani goes into, what's the halacha? So we left it as, um, just, uh, this is actually on the first point of the Gemara, said, who's the tan of our mission that you're not even allowed to walk, walk through someone's land that you say you're not allowed to get a noah from? And that doesn't seem anything tangible. So, and we left it as, we didn't, we just said it's Rebbe Eliezer, so we know the Rabbon and Arjun Rebbe Eliezer. So he says, well, in yan halacha, posak rambam zal, the Rambam passes like Rebbe Lezer, even just a thing that the person doesn't care about is forbidden. Because our anonymous Mishnah is in line with that opinion. When Rebbe puts an anonymous Mishnah, it's generally to tell us that's how you should pass it. Um, and then he brings another sugya later, but if you skip two lines, he says, The Rach Paskins Allah is not like Rebbe Lezer, and so too Rabbeinu Tam holds that the Halach is not like Rebbe Lezer. So I imagine we have to look in the other sugyas which deal with it to see how the Gemara concludes that the Rach and Rabbeinu Tam would see that you don't follow our Mishnah. I mean, interesting, the Rach, the Rach was a very early region, borderline gone, you know, it goes, uh, we go to the sages of the Gomorrah, then there was a period referred to as the Sabarayim. They were almost, in, they seem to have almost been editors of the Talmud, but they lived, I think, still in the Babylonian ships, whatever. And then there's the Goinim, that's in the period before the Rishonim. The Rishonim are the ones we're more familiar with. Rashi, Rambam, Toysvos, uh, Ritva, Rambam, those all Rishonim. Earlier than that, the Goinim were not as familiar. The Rach was kind of borderline, but he seems to carry a lot of weight, the halacha, when he's brought. So that's just uh, something interesting, and he actually, Paskin, is not like Rebbe, like our Mishnah, not Rebbe Lazar. But I'm not, I didn't get a chance to look at Shulchan Aruch, how we actually Paskin. Um, okay, next Mishnah. This seems to be really continuation of the next, of the previous Mishnah. It says, anything that you don't use in preparation of food, where they are hired out, you're still not allowed to get benefit from them. That implies that the ratio, the first point that someone, again, that's the, the previous Mishnah, that if it's something like a sieve that, um, you're not, it's a day you're not allowed to borrow a sieve if you're not allowed to get benefit or in something that will lead to food. Our Mishnah comes along and says this is and anything that you're not allowed to hire implies those things are even if they're normal to just rent out. Whether, you know, you go to your name and say, can I borrow uh, some plastic cups or can I borrow your, I don't know, enough, whatever it is, it's not a big deal. Even, I mean, if it's something that's hired out, it's one thing, but even if it's not hired out, it says, my 
So who's that? Again, you must say that is Rabbi Eliezer. Again, because it's something that no one cares about. There's certain items that when you borrow, you're not going to make money off it. You're not going to gain from it. You don't care. You lend it out freely. So only Rabbi Eliezer would say that's a real benefit. That's how we explain in this Mishnah. Okay, next Mishnah. If you take a nether against benefit from your friend, so these are things you might have thought are getting a benefit, but nevertheless you're still allowed to do. So shoker shikla, you can give a shekel on his behalf, or pereas chayva, and you can pay a debt on his behalf, or matzila esavedosa, and you can return a last his last object. Um, so amazingly, I find I'm have a nether, I'm not allowed to get benefit from you, or even even stronger. Yeah, I'm not allowed to get benefit from you. You can still return one of my items that I found wandering around. There's mokom shenoitlim olehoschar. However, if it's a place where you paid for returning lost objects, I had a practice in certain areas that you would pay someone for lost objects so he doesn't lose out. Like, you know, he's taken off time from work to uh, bring your lost object to you, so they pay them for that then you can't do it for free because then he is getting a benefit because he should be paying and now he's not. So people are not ahead You have to at least give the Hanor, pay the value to Hegdesh. Okay, so we'll see about that shortly. But just to you know, re-emphasize the case, so it's where the... Yeah, okay. So let's, uh, I think it's, it's fairly straightforward. Just the logic we have to work on and that will become apparent in the Gemara, so I'm not going to explain it on Mishnah. It says Alma. We see from Al Mishnah, you see that just chasing, it's just considered chasing away a lion and it's permitted. What do you mean just chasing away a lion and it's permitted? We're making a distinction between where you give benefit that he actually gains financially as opposed to just preventing a loss. All these cases, as we'll see a bit further, are preventing a loss. Um, Shokir shikla, separating a shekel. You've, uh, we're going to establish this case, but that, even if you don't end up paying the shekel, you still include it in the communal offerings. So if you don't pay the shekel and this guy pays the shekel for you, you haven't given your financial gain. Because you, all the gain you get, you could get without having paid the shekel. And um, or you could, or you could say even a bit stronger. All he's doing is just keeping the what's it, the gizbah, the, the temple treasurer, off your back. It's just chasing away that lion. Um, and similarly with uh, paying off a loan, You've, he's just preventing you from losing more money by paying off your loan. Okay, so he says, Uman Tana, who is this Tana who says it is just Mavriyachari? And that, that's not considered getting a benefit. It says, This is the opinion of Hanan. Now, uh, I'm sure you remember Hanan from Tzivos. <laughs> no, it was a wish. Remember we had discussed that someone goes overseas and they leave their wife. Now, their wife's entitled to Mizonos. So some random guy steps up, no agreement with the husband or anything, says, I'll support the wife. So Hanan says... He can't claim from the husband. He can't to be, to be reimbursed. Hanan says, why? Well, all he's doing, he's saving that guy from the, the creditor, in this case, the wife, 
just claiming from him, so he can't. Uh, so therefore, it's no. Uh, it's again, it's that mangria chari, and where it's mangria chari, it's not considered a no. Again, emphasizing why is it not a no? Because he can't claim it from you. If he could claim it from you, well, then you are giving him a benefit. But here, you he can't claim it from you, so he's not giving. You're not giving him any benefit. Um, interesting, yeah. Just to emphasize the difference. If he was um, a very similar case, but the, similar, the difference makes all the difference. If I would go into your property and actually improve something, so it's not like I'm just scaring something or keeping something that's going to damage your property away from you. It's actually going, if I actually go into your property and improve it, then I do have some right to claim, as if it's fashion card. Is it just the expenses that I've spent or whatever? But I do have some right to claim. But here, we're not viewing it as to gain, as giving you any benefit, because all I'm doing is keeping something away, keeping a loss away from you. So that's Rebel Shai's way of explaining this Mishnah. This Mishnah is Chana. Rava, my Rava says, Rava says, you can actually say it's according to everyone. Gabe Mudar Hano de Yohivle. It's regarding where the um, again he did take a nether against benefit, and this is a loan that was taken that he never has to pay back. Obviously, the guy's very kind, and he says, "Look, I'm lending you this money. Take it for as long as you need." So he never actually the debtor never actually has to pay back. So when this guy steps in and pays on his behalf, he's not giving him any financial benefit. So even according to the Rabbonon who argues, okay, according to Hanan, you don't even have to come onto this answer. According to Hanan, just preventing a loss is not considered a benefit. But the Rabbonon not know. Preventing a loss, he saved the husband uh, being sued in court by his wife for X amount, or you've saved, uh, um, in our case, you've saved someone from the creditor. They would have had to pay the... 10,000 rand loan back, and now they don't have to because you paid it on their behalf. That is considered hanor. However, we can still fit the Mishnah in them. The Mishnah is in a case where they don't have a, a due date to pay back the loan. So again, he, he could theoretically never ever pay back the loan. And then, so then when you go and pay the loan on his behalf, you're not giving him any benefit. Because he didn't, he didn't have to suffer the financial loss. So that's how Rava fits it, even with that. The run points out, okay, that's all very well, but how's that going to work with the shekel? You did save him from a financial loss, but the base Amidash would come and ask him for the money. So, and he'd always theoretically owe that money. So how, how are you saving from a loss? So he says very interestingly, he builds up the case um, to where the person, they sent their shekels. That whole, they would generally go like to village and everyone would collect the shekels and give it to some other person or the base, someone, a representative of the base midrash to transport it to the base midrash. So the, the towns collected their money and they gave it to this guy and on the way to the base midrash he was hijacked. So he lost all the shekels. So the halach is that they can take a shua that they've paid and they don't have to pay. Again, they don't have to pay another shekel. However, there was a practice to still pay another shekel. They didn't have to, and Baizdin would never insist them, but there was a practice to give another shekel. So therefore, in this case, again, when you pay that extra shekel on his behalf, he didn't ever have to give it. 
It was a nice thing to do, to give the shekel that the Beisamidah is never going to end, very unlikely to end up with, but to no chil, uh, and therefore when you pay on his behalf, you're not really giving, again, very similar to the loan that never has to be paid up. Nice, nice thing to do, you borrow money from someone, even though they didn't say when you have to pay back, you should still pay back. So that's the, uh, let's just see, now my Hanan, where do we see Hanan Paskin in that paying back a loan on behalf of someone is not considered a benefit? So the Tlan is learned in the Mishnah, Misha Halachim Medina Sayyam Vomad Echorupinus with S Ishto. If someone went overseas and another person stood up and supported his wife in the interim, Khanan Omer, even as myself, Khanan says he's just throwing away the money. Nechlik Wala Bene Khanim Gedoyim, the Bene Khanim Gedoyim argued on Khanan for Omer and they said, Yishova Kamahosi of Yitok, he can take a shvua how much he spent on this guy's wife and then he can uh, take it, claim it from the husband. He says, Omer Ebidoisa, Ben Hurkinus, Kudivrayem, Ebidoisa Ben Hurkinus said, in line with them. Omer Rabbi Yotra Menzaka, Yochah Menchanan, Rabbi Yotra Menzaka says, no, Khanan, what Khanan said is good. And he has my Oisav al-Keren Tzvi, as if he just hung his money on the horn of a deer. What happens when you hang your money on the horn of a deer? It runs off with it. So that's what Rabbi Yotra Menzaka says, that's what you've done. He's going in line with Khanan. Now the Gemosh is going to explain. So we had two ways of learning the Mishnah. We have Rav Hashayu, who says our Mishnah only fits with Khanan. We have Rava who says, no, you can even read into the Mishnah a case like Rabbanon. So when it says Rava, Rava doesn't learn like Hanan because he wants to explain the Mishnah in line with everyone. Rava didn't want to learn with like... Um, Shaloli um, Fora, he didn't want to learn like Hanan, sorry, Rav didn't want to learn like Rava, because he held at Zegzeira that, again, this is someone you're not allowed to get benefit from, and not allowed to pay up a loan that doesn't have a due date, even where it, um, because you might come to pay back a loan that does have a due date, which is a real Hanor. I just want to check something in the run quickly. Yeah, so that's why they each didn't want to learn like the other. Again, Hanan's weakness is that the Mishnah is only like one opinion. Rava holds as Xerah Drabonin, and that's, uh, sorry, Rav Shai holds it as Xerah Drabonin, that you wouldn't be allowed to, that you still wouldn't be allowed to pay back in that case. And therefore, he doesn't want, according to Rabonin, and therefore, he doesn't want to learn like Rava. So the question is, again, we're saying according to the... Uh, Robert says our mission can even fit with the rabbis. 
that the case is where there's no due date on the loan. And therefore, when you pay back that loan on behalf of your friend, you're not giving him any benefit because he never actually had to pay the money. Otherwise, you might even be able to say that they still wouldn't agree with that because you're saving him the embarrassment. I was trying to find in the run where he brings up that. I, I do remember seeing it, but I couldn't find it now. Um, as you can see, it's quite a long run. Um, but uh, but, that, but, uh, but in my mind, that's quite a strong swara. But I guess at the end of the day, it's still not a financial benefit, which uh, again touches back on, I guess, when you walk through someone's land. There are these benefits you get from people, but they're more emotional benefits, save you a little bit of anxiety, a little bit of embarrassment. Is that considered or not? It seems, seems from where we, from, I would say from the last few missions of this peric, it does seem to lean that it has to be a, almost a financial benefit, something that you would consider paying for. And then you have a borderline case of where, you know, someone puts an extra apple in your, the, the shopkeeper says, oh, you're buying so many, here's, I'll throw in another two. Um, so then again, that's not a benefit because no one cares about it, but on the other hand, there's, uh, you are actually getting something. So that's, that's how it seems to me that we're not taking emotional benefit into account. Marcelo, um, oh, the, the Ran and the Rashba argue. Well, the, Rash, the Ran brings the Rashba and then he argues on him. Just interesting in this case of the woman. I'm not going to go into the argument, but is this specifically where he says he just does it? He says, oh, shame, you're hungry, your husband's overseas, here's some money. Then maybe the guy can't. But what happens if he specifies um, that he's doing it for Mazoinos? Sorry, so other way around. The Raja says it's specifically where he specifies that he's doing it for Mazoinos, which the husband is, is uh, where the husband's obligated that. Hanan says he's potter because then he's doing it on behalf of the husband but the husband never never engaged him, never hired him to, never asked him to support his wife for him but if it's um, just as a general loan, well then the woman owes him the money and the woman can't pay so her husband would have to step in for her, that's how the rush lives, the Ryan's not happy with that but that's just a side discussion that comes up here. Okay let's just do the last piece where it's a it brings up a maslokes and we'll discuss the Mahlokes tomorrow, but let's just do the Mahlokes today. So it says, Mahlokes is returning someone's lost object. So he said there, you can return the lost object, unless, and so someone took a vow from getting benefit from you, you can return the lost object, unless it's something you get paid for, then you give it, then you must give the money taker. So, Pligipo Rebi Ami Brebiasi. It's Mahlokes Rebi Ami Brebiasi. Chad Omar one says Loishano Ela Beshen Nichsein Machsir Asurin Al Bala Veido, where the assets of the returner are forbidden, are forbidden to the one who lost the item. The Chima Hadale made them Donashi Kamahadale is just returning his own item. So again, you're not allowed to get benefit from Shimon, but all Shimon's doing is giving your dog back, giving your wallet back. So it's your item that you're getting back. You're not getting any benefit from Shimon. Aval nichsei balaveda, but the assets of the balaveda, 
If the case is the Nisei Balaveda, Asurim al Mahsir, the object, the one who lost the items is forbidden to the one who returns it. He's not allowed to return it. Why, what benefit can you returning a lost object to someone that's not allowed to, that you're not allowed to get benefit from? What benefit are you getting? You're just going out of your way to do a karmas. There's no, the Komahani lay pruta to Rabbi Yosef. You're getting benefit from the pruta of Rabbi Yosef. What's the pruta of Rabbi Yosef? So it's a famous, uh, a famous, exo- a famous uh, discussion because it, uh, in the, it's famously brought up in the discussion of Oisei Bermitsu Potaminamits. But when you're busy with a lost object, you're exempt from mitzvahs. Because yeah, we know there's a principle, Oisei Bermitsu Potaminamits, when you're busy doing one mitzvah, you don't have to stop and do another mitzvah. So if you, you find my dog, and you're busy looking after it, you're feeding it, and you're brushing it, and you're washing it, and a poor person comes to the door and asks for some food, and say, sorry, I'm busy doing a mitzvah. So it saves you the prut, it saves you the ten rand that you'd give the poor person. It saves you the sandwich that you'd give the poor person. So that's the prut of yourself, okay? So when I ask you, when you are not allowed to get benefit from me, and you're going out of your way to return the last object, you're always for mitzvah, so you saved money, because you don't have to pay a poor person, and you don't have to give a poor person to dock at that moment. And therefore, you are getting benefit. You're getting the benefit of the proof to drive yourself. That's why you're not allowed to return an, an item to someone you're not allowed to get benefit from. The other one that says, no, asurim al Even where the, the one who lost the item is, for, is forbidden to the one who's returning the item, he can still return it. How likely is this that you save money? When last were you busy, busy with the Amveda that you actually save money because at that moment the poor person comes to the door? So that's the Mahlokas again. There is a benefit. There is the Prutu Yosef. Theoretically, if a poor person comes to the door the moment you're busy feeding my dog that you found, you would be exempt from giving this rocker. So you are saved money. But is that significant enough. It's so insignificant because it has to be at that time. I mean, this is key because you can't say, if I say, oh, look, I found this lost object. I'm putting it in my house. I'll see you at school tomorrow, so I'm going to, I'll bring it then. And now I've got this. You're telling me the whole rest of the evening I'm exempt from all mitzvahs because I'm always saying the mitzvah, potum and a mitzvah. So there they learn that specifically when you're involved in the mitzvah. That's the, at that moment you would. Um, and that's a key. So machlok is run and tosses exactly how you look at it there. But you have to say that it's, it's almost why when you... Tosos, I think, if I remember correctly, use the language of actively involved. But um, what, because you know, I'm wearing sitsis, so now what, I don't have to daven, I don't have to uh, put on filling, I don't have to... So I take the mitzvah. That's when you actively involved in the mitzvah. That's when, so you're right, if at the moment I'm putting on my sitsis and other mitzvah comes, then I wouldn't have to. But I'm just wearing my sitsis, just... Uh, yeah. And uh, you can actually know because then a Jewish male would be potter from tzitzis every moment of his uh, potter from mitzvahs every moment of his life because he has a he has a not only wearing tzitzis he has a brismila, so he's uh, exempt uh, completely. So that you have to learn that it's uh, while he's actively involved in the mitzvah, and then they bring the prut of Rabbi Yosef. Interesting up there, one of the halachic ramifications there is when you're looking after a lost object, are you considered a shomer chinam or a shomer socha? Are you considered paid for your looking after or not? Why? And again, one of the main differences would be if it's, if it gets, if it's uh, stolen. 
if it's done, then yeah, you have to go around. But we finish. We finish. Uh, yeah. We finish. We finishing off the day. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, so, so there you would be exempt from theft. Then you leave the car in the driveway that you're watching for me, and someone comes and steals it. If you pay, uh, seven thirty-five about. So the government, uh, yeah. So there, uh, if you're a shomer chinam, you're exempt. If you paid to watch my car, well then it's a little bit. You have to put in a bit more effort. So just getting stolen is not a Good enough. So we're not those guys in hijacked or you know, or you did lock it, but it's a bit closer to negligence this theft. And so then you would be liable. So do we count this Prutaj of Yosef as making you a Shomer Socher of a lost object or not? That's where it comes up in uh, the Tabaidas. Okay, we'll leave it there for today.